All right, I'm here with Susan Bratton. She is America's sexual intimacy expert extraordinaire. Expert extraordinaire, <laughs> if you didn't know. And uh, if you didn't know, and we're here. We're doing an in-person, amazing interview, and uh, this is gonna be a Valentine's Day special. So super excited to have you back on the show. I already got a lot of feedback and a lot of great. Uh, a lot of people were just commenting and just saying like, "Wow!" Like I didn't know. And also just the idea. And I go, you know, she's in her 60s, and they're like, "What?" I'm like, yeah, this is like the time to be having and thriving and having your best sex life. And uh, you sent me also, I just want to say, you sent me some homework to do Mm. and go through some of your material. And I had a lot of aha moments myself and some critiquing that for myself. So I can't, yeah, so I can't wait to talk to you about that. Let's start there. Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) What were, what were your insights? Okay. So here's, here's, here's one of my big insights. I can tell you did a lot of research. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, here's one of the big things that, uh, you know, and I and I think you're going to, and I think a lot of guys, so here's the interesting thing. One of the things you mentioned on the last podcast, you yeah. said, Joel, actually, sex is a skill. And I thought, wow, that's uh-huh. so interesting right. because I think, and, and I've read a lot of your blogs and a lot of your yeah. book stuff, and you said, a lot of guys, we think like we're doing it right. Yeah. We think we know. There's no manual, but we just think like, oh, I'm good, or I made babies, so... Yeah, I'm good. I, I'm good at this. No, you're not. And I also think my, the point that I made was that it's testosterone that tricks you into thinking you're better than you are. Yes. So it's not your fault. Yes. I don't want guys to feel bad or like I'm blaming them or like saying you're not as good as you think you are. You're not as good as you think you are, but it's not your fault. And I think that it's not your fault really helps. It's like, it's just the testosterone that's making you think you're a badass in everything you do. I mean, you've got testosterone balls here. Imagine how much better you're going to get at sex once. (laughs) That's right. Once we get to that. Yeah. Yeah. So So a learned skill. Exactly. Like, oh, there's things I can learn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, again, all of us. We here's what I was thinking, and this makes so much sense. I think a lot of people reach this peak, right? They go through their lives, yeah. they they think they're good because they're you know they maybe they have lots of relationships. Then they have a serious relationship, but then guess what? We go on that roller coaster of life. We have kids, we get a job. Then the next thing you know, you're 40 like me, yes. and then you start complaining with your friends how you're having this. Oh, I have sex once a month or yep. once a week or yep. whatever, and that just becomes the norm. And what I learned from you is you're like, that's not the norm. Mm. And it took me a while, you said, but here I am now in my 60s having the best sex of my life. Why? Mm. Because you learned, you put in the skills, and I think you were also, it had to be your husband and you, both were humble and said, "Let me take a step back and no ego. Let's let's figure this out and let's let's uh, let's let's start thriving." I don't think we were humble. I think we mm. were humbled. We were humbled because we almost got divorced because our sex life had gone took down in flames, really. Because eleven years into our relationship, I said, "You know, you're really emotionally checked out." And he said, well, you don't have sex with me. And it, it always feels like mercy sex. And, mm. I, and I said, well, you know, I'm not having orgasms from it. And I've been doing it for over a decade. And I don't get a lot out of it. And I just am not drawn to doing it anymore. And he's like, why don't you have orgasms? What's wrong with you? Not in a mean way, but like we yeah. were both like, what's wrong with me? And I think that's how a lot of women feel like 
what is wrong with me? I guess I'm not the kind of person who can. Mm. And the minute we started learning about lovemaking, we realized, oh yeah, she is the one who can. And everybody can. And that's the thing that I, I mean, it was interesting because we met at a longevity conference. We finally had to meet in the flesh. And Joel was so cute. He was like, Sula He was. You gave me the warmest welcome. Well, it was easy to spot you too in your leopard uh, leopard skin dress. So that was that was also, that was also great. But it was funny because I at the conference. Of course, it's a conference where doctors go. It's just mostly doctors who attend, and I talked to a number of women who were in their forties and fifties who were medical professionals in the sexual health space who were like, I can't come from intercourse. I mean, I'm fine. It doesn't bother me. I still get enjoyment out of it. And I'm like, no, girl, you can. You mm. can come from intercourse. You just need to learn how. No, 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 I've tried. I've tried all the things. And I'm like, you haven't tried all the things. And the number one thing you haven't tried is to get rid of the limiting belief that you can't. Yes. Right? They were just like willing to accept mediocre sex. And that's where... Learning the skills and believing you can makes all the difference in the world. And, you know, my brand is passionate lovemaking. What I like is heart-connected mm. lovemaking. I was talking to a guy who's a friend of mine who's been married for probably about 15 years. And he said, well, uh, you know, I was telling him about my sex life bucket list, which is this thing I came up with to um, give people fun ideas of things they could do in the bedroom together, new, new skills they could learn. And he said, oh no, we're good, we, we're, we're good, we're fine, we don't need any of that, you know, we don't wanna do any of that kinky stuff. And I said, okay, so number one, my brand is heart-connected, passionate lovemaking techniques. It's not kinky stuff, it's how much fun and pleasure you can create with deep intimacy and mm. co self-confidence and belief in your love with each other and expanding pleasure and connection in, in many dimensions. And he said, well, that's okay. I really still I mean, we're good. We're, and I thought to myself, all right, I'm not going to push it with him because I really push those doctor ladies hard. Good. I mean, I beat the crap out of one of those doctor ladies because she was like, I'm fine, it's fine. And I'm like, it's not fine, girl. It is not fine. Once you have great orgasms, you're going to call me up and go, Susan Bretton, thank you so much. I'm really glad you beat the crap. Because I, I said to her, I'm literally beating the crap out of you, but I feel like you can take it. And I feel like you're the kind of a woman who could rise to my challenge, which a lot of women can't, but men can. Mm -hmm. And when I talked to this guy about his sex life and he was like, it's fine, it's fine. I thought, I'm not going to push him. I know my moments mm -hmm. when I can push and when I can't. And in that moment, I thought, if I push him, he'll just dig in. But what I wanted to say to him was, you might think it's fine, but trust me, your wife is bored. She's bored with you. She's bored with you doing the same old things all the time. She wants more romance, more intimacy, more passion, more variety. She wants you to take her on erotic adventures. And so that ties right into a Valentine's Day sexual lovemaking biohacking conversation, which is what kinds of things can we do together that are super fun, that will expand us and grow us together as a couple? That's what my sex life bucket list is. It's 48 fun bedroom ideas that aren't crazy kinky shit. 
they're nice things that regular couples would be willing to do and you make your list, they make their list, you compare your lists and you merge your lists and you start working on them. Okay, let's have a date on Thursday and let's try whatever, whatever things that are appealing to you. And so if you look at this as skills and lifelong yeah. learning as a part of your personal growth, then it's really, really nice. And my God, it's expanding your connection. It's yeah. literally growing your heart muscle. Yeah. I mean, it is when you, when you make love and you just like totally feel more and more love for your woman, mm. you're literally expanding your heart. You're literally expanding the feeling and how much sensation you can hold and how much love you can feel and give and receive. So uh, it seems totally worth it to me. So thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> yes. yeah, you know, and I, it's funny because I was reading some of your blogs and yeah. Heartgasm. You talked about, I was yes, like, wait heartgasm. a second, let me, let me check this out. And I thought it was just so profound that yeah. what you're saying, we talk about like the heart math yeah. Institute and heart rate variability and, yes. you know, a lot of, uh, or even just meditation, right? And just that heart, I was listening to Joe Dispenza yeah. talk about that irradiating the energy that you yeah. attract, that law of attraction is yes. all from the heart. And here you are bringing that in to your the sex, relation- sex lives. Why to would you not? relationship, exactly. Yes. The place you want it to be the most to deepen your love. You know, I had a bit of a cold heart when I was younger. Mm. Um, I didn't grow up in a very um, secure, I, did, my, I had an insecure childhood. And I think we a lot of us a do lot too. of us do. Like I mean, our parents were our doing beliefs, the, our ideas, the yeah. concepts we have about sex yeah. or anything, but specifically sex. But yeah. yeah, I mean, and we're all limited. But then you have a guy that you're talking to, or anybody at the conference, and they're digging in. They're they're holding like they want to hold on to that. It's like, yeah. oh, let that go. Yes, Surrender. open. Yeah. It's open to your pleasure. Um, yeah, I had a I had a fairly insecure childhood, and I realized when I was married to my husband for over a decade, that I had never really truly opened my heart and loved Mm. him fully. And I spent my entire 40s opening my heart to my husband, like really actively working on loving him more. Mm. I had to force myself to do it because I was afraid to love, because I was afraid to get hurt. I was afraid, I was literally afraid to lose him. I needed his security. And I withheld my love to not lose him. Mm. Stupid. It's what we do. Yeah. I'm telling you that I did it and it, people, this is what people do. Yep. They hold back so they don't get hurt. When in reality, you're hurting yourself by holding back. So we're going to talk about um, how to open your heart, how to connect your heart. And I know you want to talk about lovemaking techniques. I think we should yeah, kind well, of get into that. Let's do it because I think the yeah. big question I want to ask, I yeah. mean, we got into it long in the tooth, but I want to get right to it. Yeah. You told me this right after the episode we just did, which was an hour long, a month ago, you said, Joel, let's face it, people are not effing correctly. And I'm like, right. wait, what? How, Susan? Like, what are you talking about? So I want to know, why are people not effing correctly? Let's, let's get into it. Well, I think the number one reason is that... Um, they don't get to see any good role models for mm. intercourse. And and when we're talking about and, effing, and, and, we're talking and, about intercourse, coitus, penis in vagina sex. You mean you mean Pornhub <laughs> like, is, uh, uh, you mean uh, Pornhub uh, is not a good location to learn these sexual techniques or right. lovemaking. Yeah, and it's interesting because one of the reasons one of the things that I feel like I've been really lucky about is that I get asked questions 
and I have for going on 20 years. It used to be just email and then it was sliding into DMs and now it's, you know, everywhere, anytime, 24 seven, people are asking me. Whole Foods me, Market, people are pulling you. <laughs> Susan, asking save me my sex. But that's what I feel what made me good at what I do is that hundreds of, uh, the reason I call myself intimacy expert to millions is because for 20 years, I've been talking to hundreds of thousands of people a year or more with all my videos and my products and my programs. And they're all asking me questions and I don't charge by the hour. I have a publishing business. I've, I've written 44 books and programs that I published myself at Personal Life Media. And so because I don't charge by the hour, I just answer everybody's questions for free, which has given me a good level set on what it is that trips people up in their own underwear and what is it they don't get. And one of the biggest things is that I notice is that over the last 20 years, the questions that men ask me have really, really changed. They want to know, would you have anal? Could I have anal with you? Would you have anal with me? Would you do this with me? Would you do that with me? Like all this stuff that is absolutely just coming straight from porn mm. that I never got asked even a decade ago. And I definitely didn't get asked 20 years ago. We've got a whole generation of people, especially young men, but more and more women now getting raised on pornography and pornography mm. is really made to masturbate to. It's, it's a masturbatory tool for men who need to get their sperm topped up. They keep got to keep it fresh. They're bio, biologically driven too. So again, it's not guys fault that this stuff is out there but it's colored it. And you don't get to see any good models in the movies. You're not going to orgies like I am mm -hmm. and seeing other people having sex. Some of my best ideas I've gotten at sex parties, sex workshops and mm -hmm. orgies because I've put myself out there and looked at what other people are doing. So you don't have to go to sex workshops and orgies and sex parties. And I haven't done it for many years now with COVID either, but um, I learned so much from watching other people at conscious play parties making love and it didn't look anything like porn. Mm. So we're not taught, no one teaches us, we have to figure it out ourselves. Most people think you should know what you're doing and, that, and that's the most they'll ever do is whatever they figured out. Um, most people aren't talking about their sex life at all. And so I put together over the years just a number of different techniques for intercourse that I think are really, really helpful for both male-bodied and female-bodied people. And whatever your gender expression is, and it could be very fluid, um, that doesn't matter. It's just if you have the innie or the outie is really all we're talking about. Yes. So I have a list of them here. Uh, and it's called effing mastery. And I thought I could go through kind of a few of yeah. the different strategies because yeah. I love making out. I love breast play. I love manual stimulation, stroking a penis. I love getting a yoni massage. I love giving oral. I love receiving oral. And they are all fantastic. And I think they are 99.999% as good as intercourse. But mm. intercourse to me get, has that one little extra edge that if you're in a heterosexual monogamous relationship, if you've got a penis owner and a vulva owner, intercourse is the crown jewel in the crown of sexuality when both people get off on it. Mm. And when both people get off on it, it's, it's like, um, you know, the minute you enter her, it feels incredible to her. 
and it kind of just melts her. And she's highly active and responsive. And she's wet and lubricated and turned on and she wants you inside her. And she's she feels so good when you're in there. And she starts to have orgasms from you being inside her without touching her clit or using a toy. Not that I'm against those things. I also add those things in. And they don't make it so you can't just orgasm from intercourse. But when you can have different thrusting, different stroking, different ways of entering. When you think about the vagina in a, in a different way that I'm going to explain, when you connect your heart to your cock, instead of thinking that your cock is this disembodied instrument, um, when she has the confidence to actively engage and be in control. When you can switch back and forth between who's delivering and who's receiving, then the delivering and the receiving become one and you're getting and giving simultaneously. And the whole thing is just this incredible pleasure where, yeah, sometimes you have to stop and take a break and catch your breath and have a sip of water and then go at it again. And you don't get tired and it's fulfilling and it leaves you in a puddle of bliss at the end. And you're, it's sex so good you're talking about it the next day and telling your favorite moment and she's telling you her favorite moment and she's making another date with you to have more sex because it felt so good. That's what I want people to get to is the, you know, the crossing the gasm chasm, the orgasm gap. Dr. Lori Mintz did a TED talk called The Orgasm Gap, which is the difference, the delta between how hard it is for women to orgasm from intercourse and how easy it is for men. And one of the things that I like about that is that it calls out the issue. One of the things I don't like is that it kind of makes it sound like that's normal. Mm. And it, 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 it should not be because intercourse is equally pleasurable for both partners when done well, equally pleasurable. She can be coming and coming and coming the whole time, having orgasm after orgasm after orgasm just from her man being inside her or from a dildo being inside her if it's not a man. And that's perfectly reasonable too. And it could be a man wearing a harness with a dildo. I know these can be edgy terms for mm -hmm. some people, but you have to remember that some people have health issues and they have what's called intractable erectile dysfunction, which means they can't maintain a firm erection, mm. but their woman still wants that pleasure. And so I have a lot of male followers who are quite a bit older and have lost their, they, the gains waves didn't work for them and the penis pumps didn't work and the pee shots didn't work and the extra nitric oxide and the additional testosterone. They might have diabetes that makes inflammation or heart disease that's, you know, gone on too long and they just can't get the regenerative treatments to work for them. But their wife likes to have a penis inside her. And yeah. so they wear a strap on. And there's nothing wrong with that because you're so close together that way. And that can be a real pleasure. So let's talk about some of these techniques. Um, the first one is engorgement. And we talked a little bit about that on the last episode we did together. And yeah. that is that women and men have, hang on, I got a banana right here. I want to talk to you. I want to yeah. interrupt really quick as you, before you go into this. Yeah. One of the big things that I got from just preparing for this second interview yeah. was 
A couple of things I noticed about you, and I think a lot of guys, uh, again, we look at this as maybe this is an, uh, something, not I want to say we have to do, but it's, I, I didn't really think of it as so much of this really heartfelt experience, right? Mm -hmm. Number one. And then the other thing is the intention you put behind sex. And what I mean is you, in one of your, um, there's like 15 or 20 like different techniques, uh, like different things you can you can do. 15 kinds of orgasm. That's the one. Yeah, and then I found five more and now there's 20. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> when that, one of the lists, you talk about these dates. Yeah. And I just thought, wow, the intention yeah. that you and your husband are going into that, that's that's really huge. And I think a lot of us, we Scheduling don't. Scheduling sex dates. We, we don't do that. And it, I it, want to get back here, like yeah. back here. <laughs> what do you need my pussy here? What do you do the here? Yes. It's so, so important. We all have goals, whether it's economic goals, career goals. We don't do that a lot of times in our relationships. Yeah. I know I'm doing more of that with just my boys, my kids. I'm being more intentional of like spending so time with them, right? And making sure I'm doing that. It's the same thing here. And I'm like, wow, that was a big takeaway too. Uh, and that, that just the intention behind it. Yeah. But now back to engorgement. Yeah. This was something that was uh, an aha moment for me. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you, uh, with my wife specifically, yeah. and you mentioned this a lot, a lot of times I'm like, that. that's me. Um, lots of clitoral um what's the word not stimulation, a, stimulation. Mm-hmm. she says Joel, stop too much too much yeah and i'm like but this is good you like this right like come on like, what's the problem and you're like no because too, too you're doing too much mm-hmm. and if you do it right mm-hmm. and you're playing right mm-hmm. there it's almost like this symphony this catch and release that you refer to mm-hmm. i saw and, your notes on and, catch and release and isn't that a good yes, one yes so good i'm, I'm bringing that one home to you <laughs> I'm, bringing, I'm, I'm bringing that one home so the idea though i think again uh, if i as a as a guy i'm thinking my wife's engorged like she's engorged she's wet she's lubricated what's yeah. what's the problem mm-hmm. There's a problem. Mm-hmm. So Susan, talk about that, and then I'm sure you're going to get into yeah. kind of this because I think a lot of guys are probably making that mistake too, right? Well, uh, when a woman says "stop touching my clit," it's become overly sensitive. It's because you've been driving her too hard, and there's been too much pressure. So that's a very, very common thing. Um, and again, guy-minded, I'm thinking boom, 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 peak to orgasm, yeah. and and then you climax, yeah. and it's like no, like that's like the wrong mindset to have. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's a couple things. One, I always bring out my banana because what I say is that if I took the fruit out of here, that's how much erectile tissue is in the penis, but it's also how much erectile tissue is in the vulva, Mm -hmm. but it's buried treasure. And so I like to show people where it is. So let's do that. So okay. here is, I'm trying to get this knot. In. <laughs> yeah. Where'd Joel, right. here. Where'd, where'd Joel go? Anybody's watching this on video. This Joel is Joel's, disappears this from a Joel's giant show, vagina. But, exactly. Yeah. But he got lost in the vagina. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get it right. It's a very backwardy yeah. thing here. There we, go. there we go. That's pretty good. So this is the vulva. That's the tip of the, that is the tip of the clitoris right there. And then this is the mons. And this is the outer labia here under the fur the inner labia start at the clit hood and then they open and then they come down here to the forchette so the forchette is yeah forchette is the bottom of the inner labia the clit hood is the top and inside here this is called the vestibule and uh the clit shaft actually goes up and in between her pubic bone and into the body and so the shaft is up here under the hood. And this is the urethral exit where her pee-pee comes out. And this is her vaginal opening called the introidal sphincter. 
And the way, and here's what's interesting, if I took the skin off, this is what it looks like underneath. These are her three erectile tissue structures. So this is what's inside the banana. All this plumpy stuff, all the things you see here with the exception of right here, this is the vaginal canal. That's not erectile tissue per se. Everything else is. And that's basically your penis, but it's wrapped inside under the skin around her vagina. So she has erectile tissue all the way around it. So what does the vagina like or what does the vulva like? The, the vulva likes stroke across the moms, stroke the outer labia from the top to the bottom, like you're petting a kitty or a cute mm. beard because you've got a scruffy beard right now. Like it doesn't feel as yeah. good to go up no. as it does to go down yes. against, you know, with the grain, right? So you want to pet with the grain and lift your hand up and pet with the grain. You want to knead those little labia, those outer labia. You want to knead them like a kitty, like a... That's going to plump all that outer tissue up the legs of the clitoris are actually under the outer labia. And then you want to stroke across the clit hood like you're playing a violin string. That's going to plump up the shaft of the clitoris. Then before you touch the clitoris, you want to have lubed hand and you want to touch the inner labia and just stroke those inner labia and wake them up. And then you want to put a little more lube on your finger and you want to just press slightly inside those little inner lips and just come up and down the vestibule, the opening between, but not go inside her vagina. Mm. And if you think about it, you could take her thighs and her groin, you could take her belly and you could push blood into her pelvic area. You want to get everything plump. You want it to get ripe and open like a peach does. And as you do all of that, it's not driving her or pushing her too hard. You're getting the outer layers engorged. If you're kissing her, then you're getting her mouth engorged. You're getting her tongue, her nose. If you kiss her neck, there's erectile tissue in her neck. If you play with her chest and then her breasts and then her nipples and her belly, all of the mouth and the breast tissue is connected to all of the erectile tissue in her vulva. So you can get her turned on from the inside out by kissing and breast play, full body touch, stroking her hair from the top down, right? It's always this nice... Oh, your muscles feel good. Oh, Thank this you. feels... Oh, give me a big one. Oh, Let's go. that's well, so let's sexy. Go. I love it, Joel. <laughs> These are like boobs for women. Huh. Biceps are basically boobs for us. Like boobs are for you, biceps are for us. That's we love why we, that. That's why we do what we do. That's the whole buys and tries, right? Thank you and, for doing what you just. did. <laughs> Thank you for doing what you yeah. did. <laughs> I just showed up with big boobs. <laughs> it was so much easier. <laughs> I just rolled on in with 36 double D's. You had to go to the gym. <laughs> anyway, when you're stroking her and you're kissing her and you're touching, biting her neck and you're playing with her breast, all the blood's rushing into her clitoral structure. Then when you come down and you are stroking her with your hands, all the blood's rushing into her clitoral structure from the surface. Mm. So you're getting an everted and, you know, you're getting an internal and an external clitoral erection and when you can do that and then if you talk dirty to her 
If you're like, you're so beautiful, you're so sexy, I love you so much, you turned me on the other day when you were wearing that black top and the button popped open and I was totally checking out your boobs, you're so hot, I always want you. I want you every single minute. I'm constantly thinking about doing this with you right now. Whatever it is, you just tell her the things that you love about her, that you find sexy about her. That also turns her on and when you encourage her, just relax and have a good time. You know, it's it's so nice for us to just feel safe in your arms that you want us to be sexy. All of these things get her her erection. And then when you go down on her and add to that your tongue moves, some fingering moves, waiting to penetrate her, waiting for her to want you inside her, that by the time you're at the point of penetration where you're going in her, she's going to practically pull her yoni, her vagina is going to practically pull you inside. It's going to be like, I want that now. Give it to me. And when you penetrate her too soon, when you just touch her clit, when you just stick your fingers in her, when you just stick your penis inside her, she's like, Ugh, it's just too much, too fast. She's not turned on. She doesn't feel desired. She feels like a masturbatory tool. Mm. And then she's not gonna have orgasms. You haven't yeah. gotten her warmed up, you haven't gotten her juicy. So these are some of the things, but then there are actual intercourse techniques that I think are really helpful too. Really cool. Really quick, blood yep. plasma causes lubrication. Yeah. I, re I read that, you said you don't, females don't have like this. There's no gland. There's no gland that makes lubrication. Yeah. It's the blood flow that yes. we're driving in there, which is so important why mm -hmm. not just to focus on one area, go experience yeah. all the areas like yes. you mentioned, neck, mouth, breast, yes. dent. Yes, I saw that, that was key too for, for guys to remember. A lot of women think, oh, men are too, too impatient. They just want to get right in us. It's not true. They, you love making out. 100%. You love boobs. Yes. Right? Oh, I yeah. mean, y you don't want to miss that. No. You don't want to be rushed. Women rush men for sex when they're trying to get it over with because it's not satisfying to them. You, mm. you, my husband will not give me a quickie, sir Tim. That's what I. And that was another question <laughs> because as I'm listening yeah. to you talk about this, I'm like, this is like a 20 minute at least. Yeah, 20 minutes. Foreplay. You got yeah. it at least. So yeah. is that kind of the takeaway too? Like, yeah. let's plan. And, and I think that goes back to intention. Yes. Like, let's plan this. Yes. And make it. Yeah. He won't give me a quickie. He's like, you know, if I give you a quickie, <laughs> that your yoni's gonna be all pissed off at me for like a week. It's gonna be all like, eh, you know, I I thought I would be quickie, but now I don't. <laughs> like that is literally my yoni. She yes. will just get so bitchy, and that's how it works for us. And so, when you say to a woman, you have no choice but to allow yourself to get turned on, and it's like you know Ernest and Julio Gallo winery, no wine before it's time kind of thing. You just, it's like no, babe, you gotta wait. We're doing this, and you're going to enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> She's like, well, okay, you can play with my boobs then. <laughs> okay, we can make out. <laughs> and it makes it so much better. Yeah. The other thing that I like guys to know, in addition to giving her time to get this engorgement, get this clitoral heart on, which is wrapped around her vagina. So there's a lot of nooks and crannies. Mm. The other thing is that her vagina is not the opposite of your penis. It's not a long tube. It's a pocket. It's a little pocket that balloons. And so when you think about 
when you look at porn, what do you look at? You look at the jackhammer in and out, the piston in and out, in and out, in and out. And sometimes when a woman is super turned on, she wants a lot of that kind of stimulation, but that's not the only thing we want. And the pocket likes to be explored. It goes in every direction. On the top is the G-spot, on the bottom is the perineal sponge, on the sides are the nerves, the pudendal nerves that we can feel radiating in our womb. In the, in the front of our cervix, we have our A-spot, we have our cervical structure, we have the P-spot behind our cervix, we have that deep down in the back spot. Um, and even just like the opening to the vagina, which is a sphincter muscle. So it's a circular muscle like our iris that opens and closes. And it's so sensitive that you want to take advantage of the sensitiveness of it by tantalizing it. Like putting, putting your penis, just resting your penis on the opening to her vagina. Mm. So she's like, ugh. I feel that there. And then she, pretty soon she's going to be like <laughs> sucking it in because mm -hmm. she, she, you know, like you want to make your intentions known without just like <laughs> going right in. Because yes. then when she reaches and tries to like draw your penis in, she's reaching and getting more turned on. So when you think about exploring all, you think about your penis as a, a gunwale or a pool cue, you're aiming it into all these places and spaces. And just as all of the manual and oral and toy stimulation that you can do on the outside activates new neural pathways to her pleasure, her brain being her biggest organ, get all that stuff fluffed up with blood, then it's big and fluffy and plump and juicy, and it's got more surface area to send more pleasure signals. It's the same inside. The more you activate all these areas of her internal vaginal room, I like to think about it as a room. I like to think about it as a mansion. <laughs> this is how I think about my vulva. I think about her as a mansion. And sometimes after I've made love with my man, I'll be like, Mm, I think you just built, I think you just added on another room in the mansion. Like, ah. I think we now have an indoor pool. <laughs> <laughs> because he's always like working his way and yeah. probing in there and all this stuff. And um, he has definitely gotten bigger over the years. His penis has gotten bigger. He literally just got back from getting his pee shot and his gains wave from Dr. Judd Brandeis. He drove over there yesterday and got his pee, his pee shot and his gains wave. He penis pumps. He uses his vacuum erection, his Whopper device. And he just keeps that thing, you know, in fantastic working order. Long, hard, firm, responsive, fantastic. So we've just gotten so much better at having great orgasms together. He has the, he's got the pool cue. She's got the pompoir. She's got this. And I can literally milk his penis from the top to the bottom when it's inside me and then the bottom back up to the top mm. because I've activated all the muscles. So I have muscular control. Like as he's orgasming, I am holding him so tight. It, it's like one extra bit of squeezing that's incredible to him. Mm. So those are things you can do with your penis and your vulva that most, most people don't necessarily think about. They're just going in and out. It's all friction that hurts us. Yep. We don't love it. 
I wanted to go back to the heartgasm thing because yeah. you had talked about heartgasms as one of the 20 kinds of orgasms. I also like to tell guys, yes, connect your heart to your cock. Let her feel your love through her through your penis. She'll literally be able to tell when you're blasting love into her. But think about your cock not like a ramrod, a piston, a staff, a billy club, but instead... Peter her over the head with a billy club, yeah. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> but instead, as a tongue. What if your dick was a tongue, a mm. heart tongue? What if it was the most loving, licking, articulate thing that you were just stroking with the head of your penis in all these spots and she could feel the love, the loving tongue of you inside her. That, when you start to visualize that, it will melt her when you get really good at that. Mm. Then there's depth and speed. And these are really easy for a guy to get. This is probably, probably my number one sex technique is called thrust in time. It's at thrustintime.com. You can read more about it. There's positions for it, all kinds of things. But it's basically a 10 count. It's an ancient Taoist practice that I updated for 21st century men. And it helps fix the two most common problems. One is he comes too fast, she can't come. It fixes both those things by using this concept of shallow thrusts and deep thrusts in a 10 count. Mm. So here's how it works. And you know the you know how that you know that thing about like consciously comp consciously competent and then unconsciously competent. Yeah. So you become you start out consciously comp incompetent. With my three by five card basically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Up against the, yeah. the headboard, right? Yeah. You're like, hang on, yeah. I gotta get my yeah. shaders. <laughs> <laughs> what number am I on? <laughs> But, the, but what you start out, you start out counting and then after a while you don't have to count anymore. Yeah. And this is one of those things that's when your woman is close to learning how to orgasm from intercourse, when you guys have been practicing this for a while and you, um, this is what will get her over the edge and she'll have her first comes from penetration alone. Shallow thrusts are, you're not going in very deep and you're very, very slow. You're just very, very slow in the beginning. And then there's the deep thrusts and they are deep, but not like you're not banging her. You're not pushing in. You're just gliding in at the pace of her lubrication and your skin to skin contact. And you want to feel every iota of sensation all the way in as you penetrate her. So you're not mindlessly sliding in and out. Mm. You are mindfully feeling the skin-on-skin -skin contact as you go deep into her. And the thrust 10 count is 10 shallow, short, smooth, slow strokes. I'm even doing them faster than you'd actually do them just because I don't need to go as slow as you would if you were doing. And then, so nine shallow strokes one nice long completely intentional deep stroke eight shallow strokes two deep strokes one mm. two 
and then seven, three, six, four. By the time you get to five, five, she's gonna have an orgasm. Wow. Those deep, because what happens is you're actually toggling the nervous system. So there's a lot of technology in your body with regard to your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system that can be mastered with sexual mastery so that you can give her more and more intense and longer orgasms. So this is level 2.0 stuff. So level 2.0 stuff is understanding how to peak her and have her draw and reach for more. And I don't want to go into that level of stuff right now, but there's a free ebook I have called um, The Power of Peaking. It's at expandherorgasmtonight.com. It's one of three free pleasure reports that come from that page, uh, from that technique. That's a clitoral stroking technique. That is an orgasmic meditation practice that I've been doing with Tim uh, for 20 years. Um, and one of the techniques of the clitoral practice is this super light stroke with an in, what's called an intentional downstroke, an intentional pause that makes her reach for the sensation that takes her up a higher level. Mm. You can do that with your penis inside her. And that's what the, the short and long strokes do. They begin to toggle her nervous system. So when she's getting the short stroke, she wants the long strokes. And then you give them to her, but then you take them away. <laughs> and then you give them to her again. You give her an extra one. Pretty soon she's going to be beating on those big pecs of yours going, Joel, I need more strokes. I need more. You're going to be like, you're going to have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> We're at 18 minutes. We got to go 20 at least. Well, you're doing the 20 minutes yeah, before yeah, you go the 20 minutes yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about the vagina as a pocket muscle. We talked about heart, tongue. Oh, mm. we talked about expanded orgasms. We talked about penis pivots, palm poire. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about, I want to get to the women's ones, but um, glissando. So this is a really good one to do in doggy style. And uh, the idea is that you kind of you kind of got that thrust in time, short and long strokes thing. And now think about, okay, uh, now what I'm gonna do is, instead of me stroking her, I'm using her and I'm moving her on me, right? Mm. That's hot. Yeah. Super hot and sexy and masculine. You've got me by the, you know, nice yes. squishy butt and hips, right? You're holding on to me, which is what you like. You yes. like the squishy. Yes. Uh, it was funny. I've gained like, I don't know, five pounds over Christmas. So I've got like a little bit more booty and, <laughs> yeah. you know, a little roll of fat around my belly from all the good food I've been making. Yeah. And I told Tim last night, I'm like, grab handfuls of it because it's going away. I'm going back to the gym. I had a little surgery and I couldn't work out the last month. And so, you know, I put on five pounds or whatever and I'm like, enjoy I know you love that because it's going away. I like to be a hard body. So you are holding her and you're moving her into you and away from you. And she's surrendered to that. Another fun way to do that is to have her sitting on top of you cowgirl style. And you're below, but you're controlling her on you. Ah. And do the shorts and longs. Do some jiggles. Sweet rocking is what my mentor, Dr. Patty, calls it. Ro just rock rocking the body is it f the body likes the rocking mm. it's really nice 
And then when, uh, when she learns and gets more confidence, she can get on top of you and she can begin to do the rocking and the control of the strokes and she can learn how to get herself off on you. Every man in the world loves their tool to be used for the good of orgasmic bliss. And that really is nice for her. Uh, she essentially, when you're doing this glissando technique and you're in doggy and you're pulling her on to you, her job is not to clench down, not to do pump bar. Her job is to open herself up, to push out, to lift. So many women are afraid, oh, my vagina's too loose. I, you know, he's not going to be able to feel anything. Literally, the opening and pushing out m makes it feel even tighter. Mm -hmm. It's pretty incredible. You, When she first starts to do it and she gets good control over that push out, you're going to have a hard time not coming. Yeah, It'll be really hard for you. It feels incredible when you're sliding in and out of that velvet that's just kind of like opened up. So that's another thing that really helps women is to get them to stop thinking about crunching down to have an orgasm, but instead to open. And the more they open and just surrender, and the more that you have good stroke technique, and you're varying it, and you're using a lot of different stroke technique, and your heart is there, and it's articulate, and you're not doing in and out, you're using the whole, you're working the mansion, every room of the mansion. Opening up new rooms. Open up new rooms. Get a pool, indoor yeah. pool. How about it? Um, that kind of stuff really makes you go right out into ecstatic bliss together. Yeah. So that's important. And then this is a nice one for biohacking shows because the women are in good shape. When you have the ability to squat down over your guy, so you're getting good at cowgirl, you're on your knees, you're learning how to kind of ride him for your pleasure. Now get on your feet and squat down on him and go up and down that way. And that can be really incredible too. That's a whole nother level of control that you have as a female for doing it. And of course a male can do it too. You can flip and you could be doing it on your feet too. Um, that I think is also a really fun is thing. Is that tied in with the glissando? It can be. Okay. Glissando is really the whole idea that you're, you're not stroking with your own body, you're stroking with her body. Mm. You're moving her body and she's opening to it. Right. I kind of combine the right. opening with the stroking. So those are a few of my intercourse techniques to get you started. That's enough right there. Yeah. I mean, penis yeah. pivots, yoni massage, penis pivots. The yoni massage, yeah. by the way, yeah. I wanted to ask you. Yeah. That seems like... Yeah, people, we should be doing that at least like once a week, right? Well, like yoni yeah. massage, right? I think it's nice to separate. What are your thoughts? I think it's nice to separate yoni massage from sex and give unlimited yes. yoni massages and, and, and schedule dates for them and get really good at them. And then it's going to naturally make her want more sex because she's going to be more engorged all the time. And a lot of time, and if you say, I'm going to give you a yoni massage, there is absolutely no quid pro quo you can have sex if you want to afterward if you do not want sex afterward i do not want to give you sex afterward by sex i mean intercourse i want you to only have intercourse with me when you want to 
but it is my God-given right to make you want me all the time by giving you unlimited yoni massages. So who's who's the winner here? We both are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, who's not? I mean, I mean, I can't imagine after a yoni massage, you're like, I'm, I'm good. Exactly. Yeah. But sometimes you are. But I think I, I like that idea of just there's no expectation. No expectation. You're yeah. earning her trust. And you're building those neural networks. I'm, I'm, I'm you are. A lot. Yes, so to me, that that needs to be more of someone I would imagine that should be part of like the recipe right yeah, part of like is. the intention yeah, yeah. Okay. for my husband and I there were three things that um, really made us have a great sex life one was being completely honest with each other being able to say anything that I liked or didn't like and my husband being able to hear anything I had to say and just not being reactive to it and just yeah. taking it in and le- allowing us to learn my body. Number two was the yoni massages slash expanded orgasm practice, the where it's unlimited. I always can have as many as I want with no expectation for more. And the third was understanding each other's relationship values, what it is I want from him in our relationship and what he wants from me in his relationship with me, and they're very different. And me making sure I give him what he wants, which is sexy, fun times, fun and adventure, growth, honesty, passion. That's what he wants from me. What I want from him is safety and security, freedom to go off and do the crazy things I want to do, like go to a longevity conference that he doesn't care about. Yeah. He's more into, he would go to a, a crypto conference, you know, that would be his thing. Yeah. I don't want to go to a crypto conference, you know, <laughs> yeah. so he, he gives me my security, my freedom, my passion, and my honesty. So we really meet up in passion and honesty, but um, I wouldn't even be in a relationship if I didn't feel safe and secure. And he doesn't want to be in a relationship that doesn't have a lot of passion and sexiness. Mm -hmm. So I am always wearing lingerie for him and doing the things that make him feel like he's in a sexy, passionate relationship. And so having our relationship values, I think I have that book right here. Let's see, I usually have... And that makes so much sense just, again... Um, yeah, this is be, you can have the physical attraction, all this stuff, but if you're mentally blocked from whatever that he doesn't listen to me, he doesn't understand exactly. me, he doesn't understand my values, yeah. then you'll never get intimate in the bed. So that has to be cleared first. Yes. Boom. Now we can get into some of the, the fun other stuff that we're talking about today. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And this is a really fun thing. I'll make sure I give you, uh, give you a copy of this to take home. Amazing. Um, relationship magic. It's at my relationship Um, you can buy it on Amazon. It is cheaper. If you go to my relationship it's a downloadable PDF there. And, um, it gives you the worksheet to figure out what your top four relationship values are. It's perfect if you're mm-hmm. single, but it's also very good if you're in a relationship because you've been treating your partner the way you want to be treated instead of the way they want to be treated. And yeah. so once you know, I always say to husbands, it's like a cheat sheet to her happiness because they're like, I'm trying everything and she's just grumpy all the time. And I don't know what it is. And, uh, once they get this, they're like, Oh my God, she's so happy now. And she knows what I want. And she's giving it to me and it's like yeah. that was the trip for us was that yeah it's very interesting so okay so that's intercourse the only other thing was the safe bondage sex positions do you want to talk a little bit about yeah uh, getting tied up yeah let's do that okay. i think that's good for a valentine's day special i think so too yeah um there's have you heard of the company liberator Yes. So they make a wedge. They make the a wedge. two wedge yes. combination thing. And there's one particular version of the wedge that has little buckles on the sides. And I think that's a really nice couples 
kind of product. First of all, I love their throw down liberator fascinators, they're called, which you just throw that on top of your bed and then you just crumple it up and throw it in the wash when you're done and it's waterproof so you don't have to crap up your bed. Yeah. And um, then you can relax more. But don't wash it with your towels. The rubbery stuff makes your towels less absorbent. Wash them alone. Only mm. liberators together. Little help. Little, little this is a biohacking <laughs> show. Right there. Laundry hack. <laughs> Laundry hack. Yeah. <laughs> Sex, yeah, is wet and, you know, there's I a lot of fluids. I thought that was great with, the, with your date. When you t- said that, I was like, that is such a great idea. Because that the, you do get stressed. There's a stress. I'm like, oh, man. I, got, the, the, I just washed the bed. But anyways, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I just washed the covers. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> but then the wedge is fun because you can lay your girl down on it. And you can take turns, of course, but it's nice when you lay her down on it and you put a pillow behind her head and you strap in her ankles to, they're like these little Velcro straps that go around her ankles. And then she can choose to have her hands together. She can choose to have them strapped to the wedge or she can just have her hands free. It doesn't matter. But the blindfold is nice because that's Mm. sensation play. Essentially, you're taking away the visual So she's feeling more in her body. And there's three states you can be in sexually. And you have a dominant state and your wife has a dominant state. And it would be interesting to know what yours are. Mm. You're either visual, auditory, or kinesthetic when you're in your theta brainwave state, which is the state of sexual bliss. It's the state of meditation. It's the state of prayer. It's the state of orgasm. And... I'm kinesthetic, so when I get a blindfold slapped on me and all I have to do is feel my pleasure and I don't have to look at anything and there's no light in my eyes, I feel even more pleasure. Where my husband is auditory, so what he loves is Ah. the moaning, the dirty talk, the fantasy stories, the appreciation, the... (laughs) That's one of his favorite sounds in the world is when his penis is down my throat. So you might have to edit that out. I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> I think we're good. I think okay, this good. is, yeah. Which, by the way, if you read your blog, the throat gasm was another yes. gasm, which I thought was, again, fa- fascinating. Exactly. I, I mean, you, just so many different orgasms that, you know, you would never think of. So anyways, you can use the whole body. I think we're so focused on just, you know, get the job done or exactly. touch the private part, hit penis, vagina, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And there's just so much. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the th- I love a throat gasm. Gasm. That's a va- the very fantastic. <laughs> you got a throat gasm. <laughs> <laughs> so I think having these kind of like safe bondage sex positions like that particular one, just a little light tying, um, and then trying different thrusting techniques, putting toys on her, trying things, you know, doing sensation play with her. That kind of thing can be really fun. It's spicy. It's still heart connected. It's not BDSM. Yeah. It's it's fun, it's, sexy times. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking heart, with it's still that. Heart, yeah. It's hard. It yeah. is. Yeah. You're just pleasuring. And when I was talking to my friend earlier, and he was like, "No, no, we're fine." I was like, "That poor girl's never gonna get tied up to a liberator wedge and be made love yeah. to," you know. And it's like, gosh, that's a shame. You yeah. know, everybody should be, I think, having these kinds of fun adventures, which is. What I think the Sex Life Bucket List does is it gives you guys an idea for the what are your adventures you'd like to have, what are her adventures she'd like to have, and then merge your list, schedule some dates, and start doing and learning these things together. Because once you have the goal, you can go for it. Now you know what you're going for. Oh, yeah. my wife wants to 
try mutual masturbation. Right. That sounds fun. You know, one of my favorite things in the world to do is so simple. I like to kiss my lover, have him play with my boobs while I'm stroking his penis. Mm. We just do that. It's fantastic. That's just a, you know, you're just lying there, making out or sitting up facing each other. Genital stroking is so like fulfilling. Mm. Uh, it, you need it. We need it. We need yoni and lingam massage. We need to learn how to work a cock. We need to learn how to ride a cock. We need to learn these things. And the long, the more you do them, the better you get, the better your orgasms, the more you want it, the more you do it, the more it just is the self-fulfilling yeah. circle Compound. of pleasure. Exactly. Yeah. That was it, huh? Do that we, was a lot. We we jammed a lot. I actually have a, I do have one question yeah. though, that I was thinking about from earlier, and I think it's Great. just important um, because you mentioned we don't have good role models. Yeah. And so I was just thinking, wow, you know, I got a chance to meet your daughter here, and I'm thinking, I have two young boys. How do we as parents mm -hmm. how do we is there a safe way or a yeah. way that you you think now knowing everything you know yeah. to be that model so and uh, and maybe it wouldn't be me for my boys but like yeah how do you think about that idea of teaching them these ideas yeah so the very first thing you do is it's got to be age appropriate all the way along the way but having conversations about sex throughout their lifetime is very very important um modeling closeness, affection, touch, kissing in front of them, hugging and holding each other on the couch, stroking each other's hair, telling each other you look good. All of those things are very, very important because you're, you don't want your kids to grow up and go, my mom and dad never even kissed in front of me. And, and they act like they're all scarred for life or whatever. Yeah. That's number one. Number two is Tell them the easy stuff early on. Like by the time they're eight, they're already touching each other's genitals in the closets in your house. By the time they're eight, they're already like, do you want to see my pee-pee? Right? <laughs> that's, already. That's true. Can I touch your pee-pee? <laughs> they are. Yeah. My son's about to be nine. So yes, that's accurate. You know it's yeah. happened already. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so they're already sexually thinking about things. So long before they're eight, you know, probably by the time they're five and six, you should be starting to talk about how babies are made, all the parts of their body. This is your penis. This is called the corona. This is called the frenulum. You are or are not circumcised. I hope not, but that's just my personal thing. Why yeah. cut something off that you need? I don't think it's a good idea. Agreed. Um, thank you. You didn't yeah. circumcise your boys? No. Thank you. I think, you know, I'm, again, and we can just take the religion or anything out of it because mm -hmm. that's where people get, but I'm just very big on the idea that you know, God or source or yes. whatever. We were created perfectly. for some way, perfectly, mm -hmm. really, we were. Yeah. And so I thought to myself, there's more to this. Why would I rip something off? Exactly. Like, and that just seems traumatic, traumatic. for a kid too. So yes, yeah. I agree. Thank you for not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I get emails from guys all the time who say, you know, will you look at my penis and tell me, is it is it deformed, you know, or I'm really embarrassed about mm. it. And a lot of the guys... Uh, many, many guys feel like having a foreskin is a problem. 
Yeah. They should have. And I'm like, no, my God, do you know how many men are trying to regrow their foreskin? <laughs> you know, it's like crazy. So you want to talk wow. to them about body parts and all the names. This is called your vulva. These are your labia. This is, a, this is your clitoris. This is the opening. This is where your pee comes out. This is called your urethra. This is your vagina. This is your anus. These are all parts. Let me know if anything ever hurts, you know, and then when they start to touch themselves and masturbate. It's totally normal. You're allowed to make yourself feel good. We do it privately with ourselves. Don't worry about it. You're normal. And then um, how are babies made? Okay, two people get together. His penis goes in her vagina. You know, you walk them through those things. And then as they get a little bit older, they're going to start kissing. They're going to play spin the bottle or whatever they whatever they call it these days. Yeah. You know, they're going to start doing those kinds of things. And then... Um, when they start to get, you know, 12, 13, some of them are becoming sexually active. It might be your child. It might be friends of your child. This is when you want to start talking about protection, birth control, etc. And what I did with my daughter when she started talking about her friends being sexually active, I said, why don't you take them to Planned Parenthood and help them decide on good birth control options? Do you want me to tell you what some of the options are? And then, because I think that for my daughter, her friends, a couple of her friends were more sexually active earlier than she was. Yeah. And then I used time in the car mm. in very short bursts where she couldn't get away. And because kids roll their eyes, they're like, yeah. oh my God, they're talking about the sex You know how they do it, right? Yes. I mean, yes. you remember doing it yourself. Yes. And that's yeah. the thing. Here we go. A lot of people come to me and they're like, my parents yeah. never talked to me about sex, man. They didn't teach me anything. And I'm like, well, I don't know if you remember this, but when you were a 15-year-old asshole yeah. and you were doing <laughs> all that stupid stuff I just did. Yeah. Did you actually uh, want them to talk to you? They didn't even, yeah. you didn't even want to hear what they yeah. had to say. If they even tried, you didn't listen to them. So forgive your parents. They did the best they can. It's mm -hmm. your responsibility to raise your own self up anyway. So just get over it. But they, they get no sympathy from me, yeah. right? Good. <laughs> but, I, but I would, when I took my daughter to uh, ride her horse in high school, I'd be like, okay, today I want to tell you about blah, blah, blah. She's like, all right, I'm trapped here. Go ahead. And I tried to make it short and quick, but give her little things, little yeah. things, little Just things, little things. slowly layering on. Drip, drip, yep. drip, 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 drip. Age-appropriate drip. Yeah. Like, that's all you can do. And then... They will once in a while actually ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's really about it. Yeah. And I do have a video on betterlover.com how to talk to your kids about sex uh, with Nat Kringudis. And she talks about how she did it and I talk about how I did it. And we did things a little differently. And what might be right for you might be something else. So uh, that's at betterlover.com. Very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, last but not least, I thought yeah. we could, let's just really quick. I mean, I know you have to I'm list not it. in a hurry. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> we can. Okay. We can just keep going. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I figure we'll wrap it up. Yeah. But uh, can we just kind of go down, like almost like a checklist for yeah. everybody that was just because we we covered a lot. Yeah. And just kind of like, hey, here is your Valentine's Day like game plan. Like, uh -huh. just kind of recap, yeah. if you will, of what we just covered, and then sure. I'll let everybody remind them where they can find you at and all your good work. Yeah, I think for Valentine's Day. Probably what I would recommend is maybe 
doing the sex life bucket list ahead of time and then having a plan of one of those fun things that you're gonna do on Valentine's Day, planning ahead and being like, okay, we're gonna do orgasmic cross training with a vibrator, or we're gonna try thrust in time, or I got that liberator wedge and I'm gonna tie you up to it, or yeah. you know, let's try a blindfold, or whatever it might be. Um, I have 48 ideas at sexlifebucketlist.com, <laughs> yeah. so you'll find something you want yes. to do. Uh, I think having a plan in advance and you know putting it on the calendar. I've always got my always got my little calendar here because I'm like, it. put it on the calendar and make it happen. It's a part of the process. Is committing to your sex life, and people are kind of afraid to do that. Like, well, shouldn't it be spontaneous? Well, how's that working for you? Yep, that ain't happening spontaneous okay well let's see sometime next year i guess you know <laughs> so uh, practice makes perfect time's a ticking get it on the calendar and so i think the sex life bucket list is a really good pre-valentine's day plan i also think setting the lover space is a really good idea where you have nice you know what i just gave up on i gave up on the real candles and i j tim just bought these ca like candles off of amazon that are electric and yeah. they flicker yep Oh my God, it's so much better than when you blow out the candle and it stinks. So, Game changer, huh? And and it has a remote control, so you're like, flick on, flick off, <laughs> flick on, flick off. <laughs> so candlelight, water, a bowl of grapes, um, lots of great lube, organic avocado oil, organic sweet almond oil is really nice, um, a couple of sex toys, your fascinator thrown down, sexy playlist on, and you don't eat a lot, you have a light bite, a light meal, don't go out, it's not worth it, stay home, and make love. Love it. Get a sitter. Yes. You know, and that's the trick. What, what are we doing? We're going out for dinner, we're going to eat too much, we're going to come home, and we had to take the kids, or we, got, or we paid for a sitter or whatever, all this stuff. Pay for the sitter, stay home, have sex. That, there you go. Work on your sex life bucket list. I think that's best. And then mm. for recapping, so we talked about the myth that penetration, that not all women can have penetration orgasms. All women can. It might be overcoming limiting beliefs. It might be getting enough orgasmic stimulation. It might be orgasmic cross-training with a vibrator to help her finally cross the gasm chasm. It could be that the setting isn't right. It could be that your strokes haven't been right. It's probably a lot of it, isn't lack of Lack of engorgement and poor stroke portfolio. You need a stroke portfolio. Ooh. Power statement. You love like that. that. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Dudes love that. Engorgement like, yeah, and uh, stock uh, <laughs> stroke portfolio. Stroke portfolio. Huge. Exactly. Love that. Um, so we talked about uh, yoni massage. We talked about that there's 20 kinds of orgasms, so get learning. We talked about um, the heart-tongue technique. We talked about glissando, which was the difference between you you stroking and you moving her body on you and having her open herself. We talked about the vagina being a pocket. A pocket muscle is what it really is. It's a pocket muscle. <laughs> um, so your dick is a heart tongue and her vagina is a pocket muscle. We talked about the penis pivots with the pool cue, getting the new rooms, building the pool. And we yeah. talked about the pompoir of yes. squeezing his penis. We talked about the 
sliding versus grinding. No, we didn't talk about that. So when she's on top, she has the option of sliding up and down on him or getting all the way down on him and grinding into him like that. She can make a few new rooms in that house herself. <laughs> and that's where penis rings, cock rings, vibrating cock Which rings. Which you recommended on the last podcast. Yeah, They're really good nice. for grinding. So those are fun. And then the safe bondage sex position on the wedge with the blindfold. That was really fun. So those are the things we talked about. I love it. Plus the power of moaning. Right. Adoration. Dirty fantasies. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we're going to have to go Amazing. have a cigarette now. <laughs> a virtual one. Yes. <laughs> <Phew>. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Susan Bratton, thank you so much again. And uh, last but not least, just remind people where they can touch base with you and connect with you and all your good sure. work. Uh, personallifemedia.com has thousands of articles searchable by keywords. Uh, so if you're really aching for a throat gasm, you know where to get it. <laughs> Uh, betterlover.com is where I have 200 videos, including how to have a passionate lovemaking experience and yoni and lingam massage techniques. Um, and then I have Instagram, which is at Susan Bratton. And I have an OnlyFans, which I'm allowed to be much more sexually self-expressed on OnlyFans.com slash Susan Bratton. So I give 61 a run for its money on there, daddy. Wow. I got some hot pictures. <laughs> I got some sexy techniques. I got all kinds of stuff planned. So that's been really fun because I, I really can't get away with much on Instagram. No. I'm like, you know, I don't want to get shut down. Yeah. Uh, and so I just had to be super careful. So that's more very lightweight. But on OnlyFans, I can actually talk about a lot of things that I've never been able to put on any kind of social media before. Wow, so that's been cool. fun. Yeah, it's very liberating. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh God, thank you. You know, <laughs> thank you for letting me write about this stuff. Thank you, OnlyFans. And it's, yeah. you know, a bit of a Wild West on that site. But uh, only if you just come to my membership's free and you can just come to that page and it's good. Oh, cool. Wow. Very yeah. nice. Amazing. Susan, thanks again. Joel, thank you. Happy Valentine's Day. 